Did I hit? Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I'm your host. And today I have a special guest. Marty Spencer that has been on my podcast previously and we had such an amazing conversation and connection that we wanted to I wanted to get him on here again and luckily he was open to that so um that's just I, I feel very very blessed but before we um I get him on here I want to remind you that if you have any ahas or questions leave, please leave them in the comment or you can leave a voice message and remember to like subscribe and share so now let's get started so Marty if you don't mind I'll let you go ahead and give a little short synopsis of who you are because I think yeah. you are, you do a better job of that than I do for sure so go ahead Yeah um so I've come from a very troubled background um very struggling uh, originally from Liverpool here in the UK um for me being born with autism and having this spiritual gift let's say is not the life of a normal child um, but for me, I found my way through, found my purpose through the indifferences among society. You find that when you don't fit in, you are pointed at more so for trying to fit in because you just you, you are rejected to the point where you think, OK, you know what? I can't, I can't do it. I've tried. You know, I, I want to be like them. I want to have something where I belong. But it was never the case. Uh, but for me, I spent years of my life trying to trying to find myself, and it, it just caused more problems than than anything. To be honest with you, um, it later led to me mixing with the wrong people, which was a very dangerous background, which almost cost me my life several times. Um, as a result of that, anxiety kicked in, um, depression kicked in, a lot of mental health problems uh, for sure. But overall, it was a limited mindset scarcity uh fear uh the inability to get out of that conditioned belief um and it, it led to a lot of toxic relationships with people who were verbally abusive um stuck on uh drugs alcohol uh, a lot of problems within themselves that they weren't willing to address but i realized this was a reflection of me and my inability to work on myself not that i was involved in substances by any means but there was a lot of pain in me that I was not willing to address. It got to a point when I was around 21 where I thought enough is enough. I'm ready to just take my own life. And it was only a video I found on YouTube that was of Tony Robbins. Now, at the time, I didn't know who the hell Tony Robbins was. He was just this tall guy with this very croaky voice. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to a guy about how you don't need to rush through life and you've got all the time in the world, this, that, the other. And he's a very outspoken guy, Tony Robbins, and I love that. He's so raw. 
Um, but he was so deep in everything he said. His words speak volumes. I was just in awe for 45 minutes. And I made a promise to myself that day that I will never settle for less than what I want in life. And just that promise alone changed my entire life for the past 15 years almost now. Um, I'm now 30, so what, 9, 10 years going on by. And it's like 15 years ago, here I was with gangs, guns, you name it. And here I am now, 30, 30 coming on 31. Like I'm an internationally accredited purpose and performance coach, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, you know, working with the world's best coaching academy on the planet. And I'm working with these six, seven, eight-figure earners. And it's just like, oh, my God, how have I gone from that to this? Mm-hmm. And again, it's there's no secret ingredient. It's just I made a promise. I made a promise to myself that I wasn't willing to break. And that was that I want to help change people's lives. and I won't settle for less. And now that's where I am today, just by yeah. one promise. Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that I work with my clients on is we tend to make promises to ourselves all the time that we don't keep. And over time, our subconscious mind, our conscious mind just knows when we say, I'm doing this and I'm determined, it knows that's not going to happen. So it just kind of does everything except what you want it to do. And it's when you get to a place that you've either exercised that muscle of keeping your word to yourself, which is what I have my clients do incrementally, a little bit by little bit doing that. Or you get to a place where you are desperate or you've hit rock bottom or something's happened and then you get this epiphany and then you make this promise from this place of, holy shit, this is going to happen or I'm not going to be here anymore. That's how important this is. And it sounds like that's exactly where you came to. It's like it's either do or die. And this feels good. And when you're in that place of you have such a strong why that you want to do this, you wanting to help other people and and make a difference in the world. When you come from that strong a place, it's much easier, not always easier, but it is much easier when you're in that spot to make all the changes that you want to make and be more open to the possibilities. And I mean, that is, um, that's a great, great example because like, and I'm sure you do this with your clients too. We have to explore why is it that you're wanting to make this change? Why is it that you're wanting to do something? Because a lot of people come to um, wanting to make a change because somebody has said something or somebody's made them feel guilty or these things where it's not really their why they're trying to placate someone else which is never going to work long term are you find do you find that with your clients as well yeah absolutely and what i find with my clients because my clients are already you know five six seven eight figure earners but a lot of them either have anxiety they feel lost to themselves or they are just starting out and they really want to go far, but they don't have a reason why. You know, they say, I want to be, uh, you know, a confidence coach. I want to be, you know, a, a, a motivational speaker, or I'm wanting to be a mindset transformation coach, but I just don't know how to show up in life. It's like, well, that's because you don't have a reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your background, but unless you have a reason why you're actually doing it, you're not going to do it. You know, and like they say, you know, in order to change your life, you've got to be willing to change within yourself. And that is just simply asking yourself, why am I doing this? Why did I begin at the first point? Because 
we can find ourselves losing our vision for why we started after five, 10 years. And I've done it, I'll admit. I mean, we change our niche as coaches so many times. And it took mm-hmm. me four years to figure out where I wanted to be. And now here I am doing what I'm doing because I have a reason why. You know, I helped people with creating fulfillment, which was great, but it was too broad. Then I helped people overcome smoking, which I, I don't even smoke. So like, oh, this doesn't, this is not concrete for me. There's no why. Then I help people with spiritual growth, but there was no real reason why. And for I can't relate to these whys. I need a why that resonates from home because if it doesn't resonate from home, it's not going out there into the world. And mm-hmm. that's the smallest thing. It's so small and simple, yet it's overlooked every single time. If you don't have a why, you're not going to get anywhere in life. You've got to have yeah. a reason. And it has to be a strong why, too, because we find reasons we want to do something all the time. Um, and when the going gets hard or it gets a little uncomfortable, we can also find reasons why it's not working. It's a failure. Let's move on and everything. Um, but if you've got a strong enough thing behind you that that's it's imperative that you get this result like for instance I have um, a client who and I've had several clients in this position where they're they started out they just wanted to lose some weight and come to find out um, they have like several different diseases that are just kind of lurking at their door you know being pre-diabetic and starting to have um, blood pressure issues and things like that and so they get, they finally get to a place where it's not just, I want to look better. Now it's, I want to feel better. I want to um, not be diabetic. I want to live a long, productive life, feeling good as I, as I get older. And when you get to the place where it's, I want to live, that's a whole different place of dedication than I really want to be able to wear this dress at this certain event and have fun. I don't want to be the fattest person in the room. Those kinds of things. Those are so, they're like a little tiny motivation. And then, Mm -hmm. but when you get to the, I want to live in there, people get more dedicated and they really get into the place where the things that they're doing um, kind of feed their soul. It's not yeah. like they're they're struggling so much anymore. And um, so that's it's one of the things as coaches that we help people do is we help them find that inner why because sometimes it's so dormant underneath and they surfacely think what of what they want to do. but um, it's it's imperative to have a coach like us to be able to, help them find that that real reason so that they can be really honed in and dedicated to the change that they want to make. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just it. I mean, the thing is, a lot of people say, well, I want to lose weight. You know, I want to do this or I want to stop smoking. And that's fine. But the problem is these are short-term goals. Now, if you've got mm-hmm. a short-term goal, you're not going to succeed in, in whatever it may be. So maybe you want to lose weight. Okay, you've lost two pounds. That's fine. Well, what do you want to do in five years' time? Well, I don't know. Well, you need to figure that out. Because when that year comes up and that short-term goal has expired, you're going to be like, okay, well, what do I do now? I've got to now set another goal and then another goal. And another. it's like, what are you doing? 
when I'll create a goal which is going to be five years or three years, at least then it's long term. So when you come to the second year, you can then extend on that and see where is it going to be take you in five years and then 10 years. And this is how a lot of people succeed in life. So if, if you were going to say, well, I want to stop smoking, you want to expand on that and say, well, I don't want to be smoking in five years time. So I want to make sure my health is in the best shape to the point where I can do 500 meters on a marathon or something like that. Okay, that's great. You can do that in five years by achieving this in six months. And mm-hmm. by creating small steps within that long goal, you will see amazing empowering results that will change your life. And it's yeah. just so like, whoa, what the hell? I've, I've only done it in, what, six months, and I've still got like two and a half years left. What the hell am I going to do with that time? You just make yourself even better and then work on other yeah. areas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. I know for me, and I'm sure it is for you as well, when you see this client that you have reaching these goals and all of a sudden you can see their body posture changes and they're just really starting to feel more confident and they could be confident in a whole bunch of areas. And this one area be really biting at their heels and, you know, bringing that confidence down and you help them with getting into that confident space, it's very rewarding to to get that. And then when they reach out later and say, you know, I can't believe I've been able to do this and thank you. And, you know, that just that just feels really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was dealing with a client who's just finished and he had the worst stammer. You know, it, it took him about five minutes to finish the sentence. But honestly, after the program of only, what, three weeks, he was always seeing results and his stamina was almost gone completely. So oh, wow, because amazing. I've been trained by, because I've been trained by the best on this planet, you know, it, and that was a lot of money put in and I'm still working with them now. That it's, it's, it's mind blowing because I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm learning from the best on this planet. Like what the hell? And now I get to pass that on to my clients and he's just eliminated one of the biggest things he spent 25 years struggling with in three weeks. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's mind blowing because I, I can't believe it. I was like, wow, you're, now you're going out to do this. You're getting to run your business. You're getting to do what you want to do. And you've only got, you know, you've only done this in 12 weeks. And by three weeks, you've done that. By another three weeks, you've done that. It's like, here we go. You're ready to take on the world. And now you can go and earn your six figures if you want to. Yeah. Well, it's amazing when you can exceed your own expectations of what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Like, even now, I've got so much more work to do on myself through my through my courses and stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God, I am amazing at what I do. But by the time I finish that, that and that, I don't know where the hell I'm going to be. But wow, it's just yeah, yeah I, and, I see, I see the know, results before, from my clients. Yeah, before like, we yeah, got there we go. this morning, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I think there was a little glitch there. So go ahead and finish your sentence. Oh, no, go on. No, that's fine. Um, I was just going to say that I got on Facebook this morning and did a little quick live before we were getting on here. Um, And I just said, you know, that I was going to be um, doing all these recordings today and then I was going to be sharing them out. And, you know, and um, as I was saying all that, one of the things I also shared was that in between the different things that I've got going on today, I've got some a couple of courses that I'm in and that. Um, as coaches, one of the things we do is we're continuously working on ourselves. And so I have these these programs that I'm doing all the time that help me. And then in turn, 
um, I'm able to help others with the same thing because we usually um, gravitate and bring more people to us that seem to have a lot of the same issues that we've had in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is it because you've got to be able to put yourself in their shoes. And if you, yeah. you know, and I see this a lot, you know, if you do something that you have no experience in, uh, you're going to fail. Now, a lot of yeah. coaches, because I, I you know, specifically help coaches and new entrepreneurs, a lot of these coaches come in and say, well, you know, I want to be a coach. Okay, great. What do you want to do? I'm going to go into business coaching. Okay. Have you ever worked in business? No. The Why? Why are you <laughs> trying to do that? Like, what the hell? I, it just, it baffles me. Like, Okay, you want to be a confidence coach. Are you completely confident? Yeah. Can you stand in front of about two, three thousand people? No. Then what are you doing? No, what yeah. you know, yeah, because you've got to be able to bite that bullet and practice what you preach. Otherwise, you just you're gonna find yourself struggling with imposter syndrome, and then that's just gonna unleash a whole new set of demons on yourself. And you're thinking, right, this this could have been all avoided if I was just a bit more authentic and said, yeah. yeah. I've got this I want to work on, but I've got this that I can do. And it's just being yourself. When I first started coaching, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, oh, it's all three-piece suits look expensive. And I must have spent about $10,000 on suits. And it's crazy. And I'm sat there looking amazing. I thought, this isn't me, though. I feel like I'm about to walk in and apply to be president or something. Like, what, the, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, it wasn't me. But the moment I'm sat there in like a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, oh, yes, there we go. New client comes in and it was the best session. I thought, yeah, here we go. Great. And the fact is, it's not about being professional. It's about being real. You know, yeah. and I think it's the biggest problem I see. People try and be professional and they spend hundreds and thousands on websites and all these different tools and lead magnets and funnels. It's like, just be you. You know, it will all come together as long as you know what you want and who you are. If yeah. otherwise, what are you doing? And I only know that from my own experience. I've just done a workshop this week with the most inspiring, empowering new coaches. And they're all going to do amazing. They're all going to be earning seven figures, hands over fist, easy. And watching them at the beginning of the week, they were shy, they were unsure. And it's like, you've got the, you know, you've got the qualifications. You're clearly certified. We've all trained with the same academy, but it's just being afraid to show up. They have, they've got the potential, but mm -hmm. now here they are at the end of the week because of our, our tutor was amazing. You know, here we are, like we're ready to take on the world. Like yes, here we go. And now I'm watching results after results, win after win after win. They go, oh, wow, because they know their why. They know why they want to do it. They know their place in the world, and that's just it. Know who you are. Don't be professional. Just be authentic. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why even on this podcast, I don't edit. So sometimes there's lots of little blurbs and blips and, you know, mistakes and everything. And then yeah. I just embrace them because yeah. one of the things that was important to me when I decided I wanted to start a podcast was to be able to be my authentic self, because I feel like we usually we go through life so much putting on the mask for what we're doing, you know, whether we're supposed to be really professional in this place or we're supposed to be talking about this thing with these people, you know, we, we have a mask that we change out all the time and everybody does it. And yeah. um, so to me, it was like, I wanted a platform that I felt like I could just be me with no 
judgment because I figure with this, if somebody doesn't like my podcast, they don't have yes. to watch, you know? Um, and then as I was, you know, contemplating on it, I'm I, in the past, I have really had a little bit of a struggle with some of the technical stuff, you know, like the editing and these things and they take too long. And then, you know, you, you do one thing, then you end up having to redo it. And it just looked yes. like a, it was very daunting to me. So I thought, okay, the way I'll fix this, I'll start a podcast. It's just me. I can invite amazing people on. I cannot edit and just let it be it is as it is. And then it felt comfortable to do that. You know, I know a lot of people aren't comfortable with letting all their mistakes show. But to me, for some reason in this platform, it felt good to be able to just let it be. And yeah. I've been really excited because every person that I've had on as a guest, I have told them, you know, right up front, okay, I don't edit anything. So if we mess up, it's still going to be there. And every person, um, and especially you have said, I'm good with that. And so it's like, I think we all, you know, in a, in a way want to be able to be authentic and put our mistakes out there and, and just um, stop editing our lives. And so it's really cool. And I, you know, as I was, um, when I first started, my thing was, will anybody want to be a guest when they realize I don't want to do any editing? And so I've been pleasantly surprised with that. So when I told you, that there wasn't going to be any editing on the um, the podcast. Uh, I know you just had, it was like, okay. And uh, so you didn't have any qualms at all. It was okay for everything to be just raw like it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it. Life is raw, you know, and this is it. You know, if we make a mistake in life, we just go and do it again and do it again until we get it right. You know, this is why I do a lot of reels and live videos because my attitude is, well, you know, we're human and people want to see the coaches as humans, not as coaches. I mean, we want to see who they are. We don't want to see a salesperson. You know, right. I, I get it all the time. You know, people go out and they try and buy, you know, they try and sell something to you and say you buy like a car or something. It's like, dude, just be yourself. What are you nervous for? What are you trembling for? You know, are you trying to sell that, that you know, that BMW to me or you, you know, you're actually going to talk to me, ask how I am, you know? And they're like, oh, 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 I don't care about the car. Just be yourself, you know, just relax. The people mm -hmm. are so terrified to be seen. They, they, they right. don't want to be seen as this unprofessional person. They want to be the most legit, elite, professional in whatever they specialize in. It's like, just relax. Like, I'll go out in like a pair of jeans and a leather jacket. And they'll go, oh, it's you. You're that coach. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But... I'm not going to suit myself up and be like, hey, do you want an autograph? Because I don't do that shit. I'm not a celebrity. You know, I'm not going to act like one. Yeah, I see people trying to do it. At the end of the day, take all the money aside and, you know, the qualifications. As coaches, we are just trying to create an impact in people's lives. We're trying to change the world. We're trying to help people with confidence, anxiety, you know, helping entrepreneurs, new coaches, mothers, new button mothers, new fathers, people who are broken, people who have gone through something that they want to overcome or eliminate. That's it, straight right down to the finish line. And people go, oh, well, life coach, Tony Robbins, he's an exception to the rule. You know, when he started coaching, coaching was very new. 
you know and, right. and today we are just we're just a whole new era of coaches and people still today think oh sales uh fake damn whatever but when they actually see the new techniques that we have and the power of questioning and our approaches they're like whoa you really can change people's lives it's like yeah it does come with a price of course it does but when people get on the phone to me and they're like, oh, I can't afford that. I'm like, well, okay, you say you can't afford that. Or can you afford to live your life the way you feel right now for the next 10, 20 years? They go, no, I don't, I don't want to live like this. Well, there you go. It's either you pay for a program that will change your life or you pay the rest of your life living and feeling the way you do now. Right. They go, Whoa, I didn't look at it like that. Well, no, because you've been living like that for the past 5, 10, 15 years already. Of course, you're not going to see any different. But I'm here to tell you, you can't. Right. And you can't solve any problem when you're immersed in the problem. You have to be able to step away from it and see it from a different lens. And you typically can't do that for yourself. That's why a coach comes in handy, because I know you're probably like me. I have coaches, too, because it's important to be able to um, see things differently, because the fact is you don't know what you don't know. So it's like you come to this place where you're trying to figure something out. If you don't have the basis to figure it out, you need another person that can say, Hey, have you thought of, and then, you know, redirect you because that's just the, the, the nature of things, you know, we get, we get um, stuck into our lives. It's like the, uh, I was telling somebody the other day, there was a study done and I swear, I wish I could quote where it was from, but I cannot. You may recognize it and might know the information. But there was a study done where they took people and they put them in a in a location where they were all seeing um, an event take place. Yeah. And it was a traumatic event. It was staged, but they were seeing that. And they were all in a little bit of a different place. And they were all from different backgrounds. So yeah. each person, when they interviewed them after about the event, every person had a extremely different um, take on what happened, why it happened, how it transpired and everything. I mean, I mean, drastically different. And some of it was they were all in a little bit of a different location so they could see a little bit different. But the yeah. lens that they were coming from, from their lives, you know, mm -hmm. it would definitely... Um, changed the perspective, whether it was a really a, more of a positive thing or a negative thing yeah. or, you know, so we come everything we do in our lives, we come from our own lens. And sometimes it's really important to be able to change the lens of what you're looking through. Yeah, I mean, I remember that study very well. Um, the thing is with that study is, and this is the problem with psychology, is that they don't look at the way we process information. Because in that study, it was in a in a bar where some two men were starting to argue about one another man's partner, and a, a fight broke out. And then he did it in a, in the city center as well, and he did it in different locations. But there were people from different backgrounds, uh, people from uh, council states uh, of a certain color, people who have come from a, a more elite, higher social class background. It was, it was amazing how they did this. And like you say, the, the recollection of the uh, event was completely different because some people, uh, you know, they process information through visualization, other people through what they hear, other people through what they feel. So when you look, say to someone, well, 
how did you see this event? What what happened? The way they um, will process that information will not be the same as someone who actually heard it, you know. And they're like, "Oh no, I, I didn't, I didn't hear that happen," because that's not how they learn. That's not how they process information. So you can get three people to watch the same situation, but the story will always be remembered differently, no matter what happens. And it's crazy the way the mind works. But you can tell by the way the eyes roll. Well, I'm not going to go into that because I'll be here forever. Uh, but honestly, it's amazing how that happens. And yeah, it still happens today. It really happens today. And it's just astounding. Even as coaches, we, we do it. It's like, how do you learn? I'm a very visual person. So I learn by everything I see. And without that, you know, if, if there's noises going on in the background, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother <laughs> me. I, I can work. And, and write and do everything I want to do with drills going on, a bomb could drop and I'd still be able to focus because I learn from through seeing. Whereas some people, they've gone, you shut up, I'm trying to read, I'm trying to listen to this. Like, no, for me, that's just how I, I, I work. Well, you know, that yeah. study was interesting. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, I think it's important for people to see because to me, it also, it's like, you know, if you've been raised in an environment where, it's doomsday all the time, no matter what happens that you see, you're going to look at it from everything's bad. You know, how you view the world is a big way that people show up, you know, how they view themselves, how they, um, not only how they learn, but how they view themselves, how they view the world and whether the world's out to get them or, you know, or the world's an amazing place. Um, and, you know, and it's like the 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 thing that, uh, you know, I said with the mosaic life is like, even though the things that may have happened in our lives might not have been so good at the time, you know, and some of them have been very tragic at the time, like a lot of the things that you went through. But yeah. those things become a thing that makes us stronger and makes us view life in a different way. So people that have never had that kind of um adversity, I guess you would say, then they're not going to be able to take the, the the same thing from something that happens or what somebody says that maybe you can because you have this, this different empathy, this different um, way of seeing things from the things that you've been through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the way I, I've seen it and the way we were taught uh, through the coaching is that the whole world is sheep. You know, and you've got to look at it like that. And it's not a negative association. It's just the fact that society are sheep in the sense that if something goes on, like you say, a negative thought process, a negative belief system, other people are going to follow that. So, for example, let's say society says to you, by the time you're 20, you've got to be married. You've got to be able to have your own home. You've got to have a stable job. By the time you're 30, you're going to have your life together. That's a lot of pressure for a lot of young adults because it's not 1952 anymore. You know, it's 2023. Right. So this process that people have of visualization, I see this going on in society, or I'm hearing what we've got to do, or I'm feeling that this is the only way, this should stop them from being who they want to be. Because then we come in and go, well, what if I told you you didn't have to have a nine to five? What if I told you you don't have to work for minimum wage? What if I told you that you could actually have that laptop lifestyle and you could earn six, seven, eight figures by doing something outside of your own uh, comfort zone? 
And they go, oh no, that that that's impossible because we've never been taught that. Of course, you haven't been taught that. Why 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 would your parents tell you that? Because they've never experienced it. And it, it tends to go down in generation and generation, and it keeps going on for centuries. And even then, the government, you know, we we get told by it what like politicians and everything else saying, oh well, you got to go and get a job here, got to go job there. But it's okay for them because they've earned their seven figures doing whatever the hell they're doing. And they're going to have their children well made to do and everything else. But they're telling the public, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that because that's a conditioning for them. But society is so quick to say, okay, you say jump, I'll say how high. Whereas mm-hmm. we are there saying, no, I'm going to break that mold. I'm not a sheep. I'll be a, a wolf amongst the sheep. And I'll be like, yeah, that's it. I'm taking you on. I'm taking you on. I'm taking you on because we can all change. We can all be who we want to be. It's just you have to be willing to take a risk. And that risk is out of your comfort zone. Now, as you know, it's terrifying being out of your comfort zone. It's like, oh, no, I don't know any different. Of course you don't. It's what makes it exciting. Because if we all did the same thing for the next 50 years, you know, we're going to end up having a heart attack with a bottle of whiskey in our hands saying, oh, you know what? I hate my job, but we were told to do this 50 years ago. So why, why make it any different now? It's like going to someone saying, okay, you know what? You are very religious and you believe there's only one God. Why does your God call themselves God? But that God calls himself Buddha. That God calls himself Allah. You know, and you're like, hang on, why do they have names? Why doesn't our God? So what's the name of your God? God. Yeah, but they've got names. Why do you see what I mean? It's like, wow. And it makes people uncomfortable when we talk about religion. The reason to say that is because belief systems have been on for so long. It's human nature. We all believe in something different. We all have this idea in the universe that something has to happen. Something has to be in place in order to have purpose. But we have purpose. And I say to people every time, for all that faith that you have into your God, it's yourself. So you say, oh, God's going to save me. God's going to, that's fine. Great. I respect that. But are you going to save yourself? Are you going to get right. yourself out of that job? Are you going to get yourself out of that nine to five? Are you going to get yourself into something that you feel so passionate and excited about? Because, again, I completely respect your religion, your beliefs. You know, that's fine. But at the same time, it's you who have to take the action. It's you who have to live the consequences of whether or whether you don't take that action. And, yeah. again, people are sheep because they go, oh, no. You know, we can't do this because of this. And then excuse, excuse. Oh, no, no, no. Can't do that. That's unrealistic. Oh, you can't be a coach. Get a normal job. It's like, listen, I've just achieved one of the biggest things on the planet for the coach. And now here I am. And I'm, I'm learning from the best. And now I'm teaching the best. And I'm here, here I am talking to yourself, doing what we do. And we're inspiring other people. It's like, wow, we did that. How did you do that? Oh, I'm a comfort zone. I'm not a sheep. One yeah. decision. Again, it goes back. One decision. Right. Well, you know, the um, the interesting thing is, you know, I guess luckily not everybody wants to aspire to big things because there has to be people that do some of these other things. Um, you know, like we have to have the garbage men. We we need the waiters and the waitresses and we need the postmaster. And and, you know, all of those things need to be filled. And not everybody aspires to. Um, a six or seven or eight figure lifestyle oh. and that's okay um, exactly. and you know um, I've had um, I had a, a, a friend in my life that um, they had a 
a, a nine to five job and they made good money in that nine to five job. They knew exactly what their hours were every day, every week. They knew exactly what their paycheck was going to be. And when I've been an entrepreneur for uh, 35 years, not a coach for 35 years, but an entrepreneur. And when I would talk about aspiring to these different goals and everything, they got uncomfortable because that wasn't for them. They liked to having the, I know exactly what's happening. They did not like looking at, you know, things that were, you know, um, movable, I guess, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, there are times, you know, that you don't know every week, this is exactly what my paycheck's going to be. These are exactly what my hours are going to be. I mean, those because as an entrepreneur, those fluctuate greatly with what we want to do, which is the beauty of being an entrepreneur. But, you know, there are people that that makes them uncomfortable and, you know, and that's okay. So we're not saying that, you know, if you are in a place in your life where you want to stay in this box that you're in, you know, that's your right. Um, mm. But what for me, what I'm looking to help is people that want to be um, outside of that box of their way of thinking, and they don't quite know how to make it happen. They just have this, it's like, I remember years ago when I had this desire of, of, wanting more and doing more and, you know, and all these things at one point when it got really, really stressful, I remember thinking, um, and this is so, I've never said this to anybody, but I remember thinking, I wish I could be satisfied with nothing. I wish I could be satisfied with the status quo. I wish I could be satisfied because this is really uncomfortable right now. And it was a yeah. fleeting thing, but I remember thinking it and not understanding how some people were satisfied where they were. And I wanted yeah. to be there. But then as I thought about it, it was like, but I would not be happy there. So yeah. I needed to keep growing and keep changing and keep being. And that was really important to me. But like I said, I had that fleeting moment where I was being stretched so big in my mm -hmm. comfort zone. And it was hard as you know what. And it was like, that's why that, why you want to do it is so important because when you get to that place where it's like, oh my gosh, this is pushing me so hard. I'm mm -hmm. uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. That's when it's so easy to fall back into the known place, especially if most of the people you know are in that known place, because they're not pushing you to be more. Typically, mm -hmm. they're come on back here where it's comfortable kind of thing. And it's, um, ah, I don't even know. It, it's, it's not an easy place to be, but as you move through it, it becomes, yeah. So gratifying and so rewarding. And that's why it's important to have a coach and to have a group of people that are on that same journey with you because they will pull you up and they will say, hey, wait a minute. Remember, you said you wanted to do this because. Um, so it's really, really important to have a support system that is there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I find that 
I've cut off everybody in my life who has always said, you know, coming back through this, that's not realistic. I've cut everyone off. It doesn't matter whether it's friends, family, partner, doesn't matter. The only people I have around me now are completely successful entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers, motivational uh, representatives, and of course, family. That's it. I've got no one less than that. Uh, and I, I don't care who it is, like even best friends, I've cut them off. If they don't see it and they don't support it or they don't believe in it, I will cut them off like a bad habit and I will forget them the next week. Doesn't mean I'm out of order. It's just if you don't serve a purpose in my life, then I won't have a purpose in your life because I believe support has to come from both sides of the coin. And if I'm going to support them, but they don't support my my life and what I do, then it's not going to work. And I agree completely what you said. You know, everyone has a job to do in life. Everyone has a, a thing. And I think that's just it. The, a job is what you are told to do, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, go and do this. Go and clean that. Go, that's fine. Work is what you are born to do. So I don't have a job. I have work. So there's a, a big thing there. But I agree because, you know, it's never about the money. It's never about the money. And if you go into a job thinking, oh, yeah, I'm doing this to make six figures or whatever, you're going to be so miserable. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna become you know a producer one day. You're gonna be miserable because if you're only in for the money, you know, what are you gonna do? You've got to have passion for what you do. You've got to be excited for what you do. You've got to be waking up saying, Yes, I love I love what I do. I love helping these people. I love and it doesn't matter whether you are a lawyer, a janitor, you know, you're working in McDonald's or whether you are an eight-figure motivational speaker. If you enjoy what you do, go and do it. Yeah, go and definitely. do it, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I've I've spoken to people who have worked behind a till, and you know, I've got more respect from them than I have for my own lawyer. And I, I just, I was like, no, nah, you know what? Whatever, whatever. Because at the end of the day, they're all they're all human. We're all human, and we're all just trying to get by. But at the same time, we all have different purposes, and that's fine. I'm not here to question his or hers or anyone else's. As long as they're happy in their job, that's fine. But the moment they feel that they're lost in life, come to me. I'll help you. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. But no, I, I, I mean, for me, I've, I've always been overly ambitious in life. But I, I think there's no limit with that because I know what I can do and I know what I couldn't do. So when I look at what I can't do, I think, you know what? I'm going to make that possible. And then I go out and I will invest whatever I have yeah, because then it becomes how can I, right? Exactly, right. I mean, I started coaching with $20 in my pocket. That was it. And and when I tell people that, they go, oh, my God, how would you start? I mean, because I've got air in my lungs so I can talk. And that's it. That's all you need. You need to have the capacity to be able to talk to someone and say exactly what you've gone through. Tell your story. And now here I am doing what I do. And that all came from 20 bucks. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, um, well, all of a sudden that thought just went fleeting right out of my head. Oh, I know what it was. (laughs) Speaking of not editing. (laughs) Um, One of the things that um, I'm always, that fascinates me is to think of the educational system because it has not changed in, I don't even know how many years. I don't think it's ever changed because the whole purpose of education in the beginning, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know the the years and all those things, was to help people to um, learn to 
get to these jobs. And that's why they have the bells that ring so that you do, you go to a different class so that you go and eat. And it's like, it's yeah. the Pavlo's dog kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. like, this is your signal that you move to the next thing. And that was so that when you get a job, you would be the same way. You would do what you're told when you're supposed to do this. You get your lunch here, yeah. you do this. Um, you get this week off and you get to have fun in that week and then you come back to work. And so it's interesting to me that there is beginning to be a, 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 a separation from that because there are a lot more people that are doing homeschooling. And I've recently um, interviewed people that were doing the no school. Um, and that was very intriguing to learn about that. So mm. when people are just getting a little bit away from this regimened, um, let's create worker bees mentality. I think that opens up people, yeah. younger people to not seeing the world as this is exactly what you have to do. So I'm really excited as I learn about people stepping away from the traditional education and um, teaching their children you know, um, how to feel and how to talk about their feelings and to um, and to be able to say that's uncomfortable or I don't like that. And, you know, just to be individuals. And so do you have and I don't know how the the, the, the system is, the educational system where you are. All I can speak of is what's here in the U.S. But do you see that happening around you as well? Uh, well, the the educational system is very different here. Um, we don't have that many issues like that, but more and more people are wanting to go either private school, which they can't afford because it's it's crazy expensive, that or they want to go homeschool because of the concerns, especially with the lockdown that we had. People are terrified. I mean, COVID is coming back over here apparently. Um, so yeah, people are terrified with that. But like you say, conformity is such a huge issue. Because, like you say, it's like Pavlov's dogs with the bells going off, and you got to be here at a certain time, then you got to go and do that. And, it, and people, again, they'll they'll say, "How high am I going to jump?" And they'll they'll just do it. And it's like, you know, there's it, not a certain way. But then it's the stress of, okay, so I've left school, so you're telling me I have to go to university to get a good job, and then I'm going to be in debt for the next 35, 40 years, and then I've got to retire at sixty five if I live that long, and then probably die at sixty seven. It's like, so you've done all that just to live for two years. And all that is because of the conformity, because they mm -hmm. are told this is what you have to do. And this is why I say to people, well, what if I told you, you don't have to go and do all that? What if I said to you, you can go and do a course, one degree, which you can probably pay off yourself anyway, like that, and live the life you want to live. Not, not in so many figures, but just doing what you enjoy learning how to think for yourself, learning how to take action and to work smart, not hard. Because people often hear that concept and go, oh, well, what's that mean? Does that mean you're not working at all? No, it just means you learn how to make more money in, you know, three days rather than having to work five days for like 50 hours a week. Because there's no point. There's no point running yourself into an early grave just to feel like you've got to conform to society. Because they, they they don't know any different. But with the educational system over here, a lot of people are doing amazing. A lot of the young ones are now are doing amazing. They're going to university earlier than what I did. And they, they're coming up with these grades. Like, whoa, okay. 
this person's got the potential to become a, a doctor, a lawyer, you know, a CEO, something. But then they go, well, I want to be a TikToker. I want to be a YouTuber. I think, oh, no, you've got some of the best grades I've ever heard of. And you are saying, I want to be a TikToker. Or, you know, you get these young ladies of like 18, 19 going, I want to go on OnlyFans and stuff like that. And it's like, you've got a lot of potential and you are blowing your your knowledge to do something online like this, that if the internet ever shut down one day, what are you going to do with yourself? What what value are you going to have? I mean, okay, you want to be a TikToker, you can make a lot of money. What happens if that shuts down? What what are you going to do? Well, I'll go and do YouTube. What, what if YouTube disappears? What if social media is gone and the internet's gone forever? What job do you have on your resume? Well, I don't know. Well, then. At least with coaches, we can work online, offline, doesn't matter where we are, because we know our stuff. But a lot of people are just disregarding the educational system now out of fear and saying, oh, well, you know, I don't want to get myself into debt, but I also don't want to be at risk because of this, this, and this. So I'm going to have that flexibility. But with flexibility comes more responsibility. So if you are going to have homeschool and do all that, put in the work. And that's all it is, put in the work. It's like self-employment. You know, okay, we work for ourselves and people think you work from home, but it doesn't make it easier. We're we're wearing every hat in the office, you know. We're doing the paperwork, we're doing the advertising, the content creating, the phone calls, the administration, the tax. It's like, oh, my God. And that's only in one day. Yeah. Then we've got Tuesday. It's like, oh, jeez. Like, is it any wonder why we're charging this amount for what we do? (laughs) And you have to be very, very focused on your goal of what you want to create, how many people you want to serve and those kinds of things, because otherwise you would get discouraged and be home sitting and watching TV all day and never doing anything on your business. And so it's a um, being an entrepreneur doesn't make things easier in that respect, but it does make things easier as far as it's, it's not as stressful as getting in traffic and, and going to a location and having a boss standing over you that says you have to do this, you have to do that. And this is the time frame. You can only eat here and you can only go to the yeah. bathroom at this time. And so it's a lot easier in some ways, but it can be, it can, it can push your buttons a lot to, to realize it's all up to me and you don't have anybody else to say, well, if they had given me more hours or if they were paying me more or if they were, you know, because, Sometimes people get their comfort from being able to blame someone else for what's Mm. going on in their lives. And I think as a coach, sometimes that is one of the stretches that you have for people, because once you start taking responsibility for whatever it is that's going on in your life and Mm. looking at it as a solution based thing, instead of uh, um, looking at the problem all the time, then that's not the norm. And so that that in itself is a big stretch out of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is just, it. you know, like you said, we can get, get very distracted. Like I'm, I've got to be in the office um, and I had an office outside, but I've had to move it in because of the winter. And I loved it because I was away from people. But now I'm, I'm back in, in the house, got a big huge tv there it's like i could put the sports on right now i could have the music on got the kettle there so i'm up making coffee it's like i gotta stop getting distracted 
So now it's just I've got my AI you know, doing all my work. I've got my assistant doing that. I've got the Alexa playing music, so I'm good. You know, I'm I'm all set. But then it's kind of like, well, then I've got to do this. I've got to create a website. I've got to do that. I've got a, I've got a month's worth of content to make in one day. Then I've got the outreaching to do. I've got to reach out to about 100 people a day, which people go, oh, that's not a lot. Well, it is when you're trying to sell 100 contracts, you know, or after 100 programs, like, oh, my God. And then you've got your uh, team because I've built a team of coaches as well. And that's that's hard and all because they've got their businesses. And it's like, we're doing, what, 10, 15, 20 jobs. And when you think how much that costs to hire people, you're talking about 50, 60, 70,000 to hire these people. And we're doing all that on our own. It's like, wow, where was I 20 years ago? <laughs> like, I <laughs> so could have, I could have run so much better 20 years ago. God, I would, I'd be making a fortune back then, knowing I can do all this in one day. Like, wow. <laughs> Well, oh. the thing is, remember the old saying, when the teacher is ready, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. I, I'm a firm believer, and I'm sure you are too, um, that if I had been in this exact place right that I am right now, 10 years ago, I would have been mind blown and not been able to handle it. I would, because I, I had to learn all these different things to get me to where I am. And it's kind of like, I think it was, um, it's Abraham Hicks that talks about um, that if, if the destination was the only thing you wanted, then why don't you, when you have a vacation, say, well, I'm home and my ultimate um, goal is to get back home. So why even go? And it's because it's the journey of going to this vacation and the journey coming back that actually creates the memories and the joy. And so I have to remind myself all the time that it's the journey. I'm on the journey. It is, I, I'm enjoying it, even though there are bits and pieces that it's like, like I had the technology issue this morning because now I'm on my phone doing this. But I think the good thing about um, as, as we are coaches is that we can pivot very quickly to, you know, this is not working. Let me do this. And um, it's helping other people to learn how to pivot because when we create our goals and our desires, what we want, you know, we, we see the journey like this, but then it's up and down and it's up and down and it's being able to go through it with our, I like to say with our rose colored glasses so we can see the good from it, no matter what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, it's it's just about how we process all of that. You know, we've got this journey that we're on, but our journey is subjective. You know, what one may see, another may feel, another may hear, and, and it's what it means to them. But I think that the problem today is people struggle to think for themselves out of fear, fear of what other people think and mm -hmm. the, the approval of other people. You know, I spent a lot of my life being told, oh, you're going to fail, you, you're going to be you're going to be a criminal, you're going to be a thug, you're going to do nothing with your life, and, um, you know, you're never going to do anything, you're going to amount to nothing, and it's like, okay, and I had a supportive family, but I'll be honest, a lot of the rest of the family just didn't see any potential in me, and, like, when are you ever going to do something with yourself, and then the moment, you know, I, I got my degree, and I'm now working as an internationally accredited coach in purpose, performance, mindset, spirituality, you know, it's going to be NLP soon, and it's going to be um, consultations and in business as well with CEOs and everything in the next year or two. 
it's amazing. It's like, I proved you wrong. And you're still not happy. It's just like, wow, you just can't please everyone. Because no matter mm-hmm. how successful you are, no matter how much you grow, they're always going to remind you of the mistakes you did make or the things you didn't do rather than the things you did do, even if you did better than what they did. That's right. like, okay. Even that's probably fine. more so if you did better than them, because you doing better lets them see how small their lives are and that if they had chosen something different, they could be better too, but they didn't choose. So they don't want to see your success because it makes them feel less than. Exactly. I mean, the, the, the thing is, you know, people see you as confident or successful and the reason they hate is because they are in lack and it's just a mindset issue and it can easily be reprogrammed if you know what you're doing. I could easily go out there and change their mindset like that because I know what I can do. However, I'm not going to waste my time in doing so because they have to be willing to change. But if they are so focused on being who they want to be right now, it's like, okay, fine. But you go and do what you do and I'll do me. I know I'm getting the results I want, but if you're not getting the results you want, then you know it's a you issue, not a me issue. And then that's the biggest thing right there, knowing that it's not a you issue and it's a them issue. If you are aware that there's a pattern taken on and that it may be a you issue, then fine, go within. Figure out what it is. Go back to your childhood and see what's holding you back, what are you trying to protect yourself from, what are you trying to prevent. At least then, you know, you can figure out where you go from here. And it, a lot of it is NLP. A lot of it is um, through belief coding. A lot of it is through mindset reconstruction and subconscious architecture. And all of these practices can take place through the right specialists. Now, I, I work aside a lot of these. And the mind-blowing, I received belief coding a while ago, and my mind was gone. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even know I had that issue. So mm-hmm. how the hell did you know? <laughs> so it's so like, yeah. <laughs> how? <laughs> you know, like this person didn't even know me that well at the time. And it's just like, wow, okay. And now here yeah, I am doing what I beauty that a lot, I think a lot of people are not aware. Cause I know a, that I've heard people say, well, I don't, I'm not a sports person or any of this thing and I'm not trying to become a CEO or whatever. So I don't need a coach, but that's just what a coach does is they let us see things that we may not even know is an issue to bring it out so that we can, you know, get rid of it and it's, or deal with it in some way. The, cause the thing is, is that we're where we are because of our beliefs and our thoughts and the things we say and the people we surround ourselves with, that's what's put us where we are. And sometimes we don't know we're miserable in that place until we are out of it. Um, like in relationships, I know I've been in relationships in my life that I thought I was perfectly happy in that relationship till it ended. And I thought, holy shit, you know, I was friggin' miserable and I didn't even know it. And I think no. we, t- we can be in that in our lives too, especially if you're a person that wakes up in the morning and you're, oh, you know, and you go through your day and it's like, it's drudgery and it's, you know, I've got to do this. And these different things that go through our minds, if you're, you know, if a person is feeling that, then there's something missing that they cannot figure out on their own typically. And that's not where we come in so that we can look at the bigger picture and we can ask the right questions. And just like you said, you know, you, you, you have to know the right questions mm-hmm. to ask someone 
to help them uncover what's going on. You can't just say, how are you? What are you thinking? It's much deeper than that. And I know when I first started this journey um, as a coach, you know, I was being coached. And there were many times in those coaching sessions that I was like with tissues, you know, <laughs> just wiping my face and running, blowing my nose and everything because it was intense. But, and I had to go through that dark night of the soul kind of thing to get to the bright, sunshiny day. And um, I think it's imperative that everybody, I think, should have a coach of some kind to help them with moving from where they are in their lives, whether they're wanting to be something big or they're just wanting to have a, a happier life. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to yeah. be these these huge epiphanies of change. It can be just, I want to be happy where I'm at. And, you know, and that's okay too. But it there's a process to make that right. Yeah, I, I believe straight up, every coach should have a coach. If I find a coach doesn't have a coach, I can go to that coach. Straight up. I have had people come to me saying, well, I don't have a coach and I'm a coach. I'm like, well, I would never pay you. I wouldn't come to you even if you offered it for free because you've got things going on that you aren't even aware of. And if any coach says to you, I don't have any issues, don't go to them. Seriously. That's right. <laughs> even, even Tony Robbins has got a coach, you know, yes. because every coach, like the, every the, doctor the bigger coaches like Tony Robbins, some of them have several coaches. Exactly. And this is it. I've got a coach in mindset. I've got a coach in spirituality. I've got a coach in um, hypnotherapy as well. I've got a coach in trauma. I've got a coach in emotional relationships. Uh, sometimes the coaches work all in one as well. And, and it's amazing because sometimes you just need one for different aspects of your life. I've had coaching mm -hmm. in fitness, which is how I got in the best shape of my life. Um, I mean, I ended up speaking to uh, an actor in Hollywood and he gave me the best regime uh, that he used in one of his movies. So I didn't need a coach anymore. So it's like, OK, you're good. This guy does it. He makes a lot of money for his movies. Did that. But then I got a coach for nutrition and that was even better. I was like, wow. So I've got a coach for different areas of my life. But then mm -hmm. I ended up coaching some of my coaches, which was strange. Like, oh, my God, I'm coaching my coach. I couldn't even process that. That's like a paradox. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Going well, full circle yeah, on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was just a whole quantum leap thing going on there. I was thinking, wow, here we go. Yeah. But um, yeah, every coach should have a coach. And if they don't have a coach, then it's like, there's an issue. It's like saying I'm a dentist, but I don't need to see a dentist. Of course you do. You're not going to rip your own teeth out. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just one of the yeah, you know, you've just got to be able to step out of that that ego and be like, yeah, you know what, I've got problems, I want to deal with them. Otherwise, if I can't, or if I'm not willing to be coached, why should I coach others? Right, right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we're definitely on the same page with that. And I would say most coaches feel that way. But like you said, there are a few that, um, for whatever reason, feel like they've taken this course, they know what they're doing, and they don't need anything else. And you know, I think anybody in any profession has to continue to grow and become something more and learn something about their craft, no matter what it is, to continue to um, to learn and grow and become even more than they anticipate. You know, um, 
like even if you're a you know um, an armchair coach or you're uh, somebody that likes to draw and paint and you're you don't you're not wanting to do anything big but you still want to um, take some classes and learn different techniques of things to make whatever you're doing better right yeah yeah absolutely yeah. And, and this is just it like again you know as, as coaches speakers entrepreneurs we are constantly learning now I've got another three four courses to do after this. And that's going to cost me about thirty, forty thousand dollars, and it'll be worth every penny because it's going to come back twice for well, more because of the, what Phoenix, I offer Phoenix. and the value. <laughs> more, you know, a lot more. Yeah. Um, and it's like, holy shit, wow! I, I didn't even realize until I said that out loud. Like, wow, wow, oh my gosh! Um, and it's just amazing because we are constantly learning, and it's not just about the courses. It's not just about the books or seminars. It's about where you put your focus, you know, positivity mm -hmm. here, away from the excuses. I like results. I don't like excuses. And if someone says to me, I can't do it because it's like, no, there is no you can't. It's you won't. That's It's yeah. as simple as that. If people say, I can't afford that, it's like, no, you can't. You just want your money elsewhere. And it's about prioritizing. It's about self-discipline. Now, I get a lot of people saying um, that they want trauma coaching because they've gone through abuse of some sort. I'm like, okay, you've gone through abuse and that's heartbreaking, but you're not a victim anymore. And they go, oh, you can't say that's wrong. I thought I'm a victim. I went, no, what you went through, you were a victim at the time. That was an identity. You're not the victim you are today. You are a stronger person now. It's been 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, however long. Don't walk around with an identity that you are still the victim you were when it happened. You are stronger physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. You have learned from it. You can now help change people's lives by telling your story. You are not a victim. You are a warrior. You are a, a survivor, but you are not a victim. A right. victim says you are helpless. Oh, I, I've, I've been abused. Of course, it's heartbreaking. Okay, right. But you're not a victim. You were, but now you are much more than that. You are a powerful person. You are this person who has a story. You are this person who can say, you know what? This happened to me and I overcame it. I didn't let it break me down. I got a, a job that I wanted. I got married. I had kids. I did this. I did that. I am a warrior. You know, I'm I'm fearless. You know, nothing can break me. That's a that's the identity of a warrior. Not I I had I was abused, so I I just gave up on life and I didn't do anything else. That's the that's the the identity of a victim. That's not who these people are. They hold on to this identity based on their experiences. But mm -hmm. it's like, why are you holding on to identi an identity that doesn't serve you a purpose? What is your purpose for holding on to pain? It happened. You can't change it. But don't hold on to it. You know, I've had a lot of things happen to me. Nothing I would ever compare to that. But I don't hold on to it because it's not my identity anymore. Who I choose to be today, I want to be in the next five, ten years from now. That's my identity, not who I was. And I hope this helps someone with that because I know there's a lot of people out there who struggled with this identity issue where they say, I was abused, I went through this, I had a drug addiction, and they play this victim. And it's heartbreaking what they went through, but that identity no longer serves a purpose with who they are today. Who they right. are today is who they choose to be. And that's just the word, their choice. Who do you choose to be today? Because right, they have to make a decision. Um, and realize that whatever that identity that they had is a past identity. So it's, I used to be a victim, 
but I'm no, I choose to and decide to no longer be a victim. That's really, really important information that you gave there. So thank you for that. It is. I mean, this is just it. Like, I see it all the time. People say, oh, I, you know, I went through a toxic relationship. Yeah, but you're not a victim. Of course I am. It was last week. Yeah, it was last week. Well, that was the last week's version of you. Right. <laughs> you know, Even if you it was to yesterday or earlier today, you know, yeah. it is, that's the past. And there was somebody I was speaking to the other day. They were saying that, you know, when you look at time, you know, there's the past, there's the future, and there's the now. And so if you can focus on right now, instead of spending all your time in these other places, then you can make a difference in your life. You can um, enjoy where you are. You can make decisions from there. But if you're constantly making decisions about things from the past or from the future, then you're, it's almost like you're not living right now. Yeah, exactly. And it, it it can be used in any circumstance. It doesn't have to be about trauma. It could be an addiction. It could be saying, for example, um, I haven't drunk alcohol in 12 months. Why are you telling me how long it's been? I don't care. You just yeah. say, I don't drink. Just keep it like right. that. Because your identity is that I don't drink alcohol. Instead yeah, of saying, you know- I haven't drunk, it's I don't drink. Because uh, yeah. you are reminding yourself, oh, well, it's been 12 months. Well, that doesn't matter. I don't care if it's been 25 years. The fact is, you don't do it anymore. This is a new you. You don't have to say- When I do my hypnosis for stop smoking, we get to the place where they identify as being a non-smoker. Not that they're a former smoker or anything like that, or that they've quit. It's that they're a non-smoker. Because I even told them, you know, I said, when you, the, the worst thing people do is when they go to, out to dinner with some friends, they say, oh, I'm, I'm on a diet. I can't eat that. Or they say, you know, I'm trying to quit drinking or I'm trying to quit smoking. And then they preface everything. But if you were a person that didn't have a weight problem, you would go in and you would just order your damn food. You wouldn't have to give an excuse of why you're ordering what you're is. And nobody would question you either. Um, So the interesting thing is when you're tell people you're on a diet, they'll start questioning your choices. You know, yeah. can't you go ahead and eat that cake now? Or why do you feel like you need to eat that? So it opens up things for people to have an opinion of it. If you sit down at a table and they ask you if you want a glass of wine, you say, no, thank you. You don't have to give an excuse of why. If you've never been, if you don't oh. drink and it has nothing oh. to do with being an alcoholic, then they're not going to question that either. And the same with smoking. If everybody's sitting around with you smoking, they're not going to question the fact that you don't pick up a cigarette if you're a non-smoker. And it's taking on the identity of who you choose to be and leaving all that other stuff out there. Yeah, and and this is it. I mean, I use this, uh, this analogy with my clients all the time who come in fearful and leave fearless because they go, you know, I want to do this. I want to do achieve that. And I'm like, okay, but look at it this way. If you were a lion, would you go around saying I'm a lion just to be able to get your food? Because a lion doesn't walk in the jungle go, that's it, I'm a lion. Everyone bow down. I'm going to kill that zebra. What the hell? People are going to go, okay, whatever. You know, a lion just goes, you know, goes in for the kill. That's it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't say, that's it, I'm a lion. Everyone bow down. It's like, I'm going to eat you because I can't. I've got the power within me. And if you think like that, I just, 
don't have to explain myself. I just do it and I show my power and I do it with authority. I do it with confidence. I do it with self-belief. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. This is why the lion is the most feared animal in the jungle. Now, a tiger can easily destroy a lion. It's twice the size, twice the weight, twice the muscle. A tiger could destroy a lion. Does it? No. Why? Because the lion has the confidence. The lion has the self-belief. The lion has the mindset, I'm the king of the jungle. So you go through life saying, I'm the king of my own life. I'm the architect of my own life. So I'm going to go through life saying, I'm going to do it. I don't have to tell you why. I'm just doing it. And the more you do that, and the less you feel the need to justify and say, oh, I've got to get it right, and I need a reason for you to accept, you know, the more you're going to be happier. I'm going to like, you know what? I'm going to order that cake. It's fine. Fuck it. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm going to order that pizza. Why? Because I want to. You know, it doesn't matter what I'm going to do after. The fact is I'm making that decision. Like, mm-hmm. we become coaches. We, be, you know, we, we become graduates. Why would you do it? Because I want to do it. But why? That's not your fucking business. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just similar like that. It's not your business. You know, you know, you focus on you. I focus on me. Let's see who ha- who's happier at the end. Because if you're focusing on me, I'm on your mind. I'm flattered, but focus on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day because and I did some post on it, too, is that, you know, people have to like when it comes to the weight issue, people have to start learning to listen to their bodies and their bodies are speaking a language that they're not used to listening to. So it's when you're listening to your body and you're just making choices because that's what your body wants then yeah. you're not living in a deprived state and constantly saying, well, I really want that pizza, but I can't have it because, you know, and it's when you can listen to your body, you yeah. can make empowered decisions for the moment that feel good and ultimately mm-hmm. do your body good, whatever those choices are, because like with everything else in life, our thoughts about it, when we do it, our bigger than what we're actually doing. So like I, I tell people all the time, you can eat a salad from a deprived place saying, I really want that pizza, but I'm going to eat a salad. And that salad is not going to do your body very good at all. But if you go ahead and eat that pizza from a place of I've made this decision, I'm going to eat that pizza and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. It's got everything I want and I'm going to take my time and I'm going to enjoy it your body's going to utilize that pizza in a much better place than it even with that salad. And it's, it's a very empowering place to be. And I've been a person that has struggled my entire life with depriving myself of different things. And, you know, with, when it comes to food and calories and listening to all the different things that people tell you. And I think in life, if you can get to a place where you can listen to your inner guidance and your body and and come from that place then you can make empowered decisions for your life especially if you've got a coach that's helping you to see things in a different way you can just yeah. it's mind-boggling the changes that people can make I, i've made tremendous changes in my life not perfect by any means <laughs> none of us are but um I, it's a much better place to be than constantly in fear of your decisions messing things up. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that how you say, you know, it's not perfect because again, people have this idea of what perfect should be as opposed to what perfect is. I often believe that our imperfections are perfection. 
mm-hmm. because that's what makes us who we are. And if we have this idea that we can go out into the world and do what we want to do based on our own perfections, but not allow that to define our character, we will find ourselves much more confident in everything we do. And just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to order that pizza. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go and spend $2,000 on, on clothes because I want to. I don't have to say why. I just I, I, I can't be bothered today. I, I want to treat myself. Great, go and do it. There's no justification necessary. You know, you don't right. have to go and prove yourself to society and be like, oh, I've got to do this because, or they're saying no, so I should, no, 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 no. Just go out and do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. You know, and if you feel that people are hating on you, that just means that they are insecure and they have work that they need to do on themselves. It's, yes. it, that's it. There's no, there's no other way to look at it. Uh, and even as a coach, I will say that myself, like, I've I've been close minded at times and I've had my coaches saying, Hey, we need to do some work on you. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. Because yeah. they know. And you need that outside perspective. And if I feel that I am comparing or I felt that I've had to um be a bit of a perfectionist at times, it's like, mm, you know what, let's pull you in. Let's go and sort that out. And I go, Oh, okay, great. I'm going for an upgrade. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Well, you know, we're getting very close to time and because I didn't even look since we had the snafu before we started exactly what time we started. So but I think we're close to time. So I want to ask you a question. Um, What is it that you want the world or the people that you know to think about you when you pass? What is it that you want to have made happen and people to see i guess that's the best way to put it so when your life is over what Mm. do you want to leave it's funny because i had this conversation with uh, my team this week about the legacy we want to leave behind and it's never about the money it's about what we've done to change people's lives now we all work in different areas but what we all have in common is we all work amongst coaches and entrepreneurs every day and it's not just the newbies, it's the people who have made it but are still insecure, still lost. There's still something in their life that they want to overcome. So for me, what I want to leave behind is just the fact knowing that people have gone out there fearlessly showing up as leaders, coaches, entrepreneurs, and impacting other people's lives. And that message goes on again and again and again throughout history, knowing that it all led for myself. And then I've said, well, I've learned from this person, and he's learned from that person, and she's learned from that and it's just, yeah, that positivity goes on. You know, there's problems in the world and evil doesn't have a day off. So why should I? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And it's been such a pleasure to have you on here again. And um, and and hopefully we can we can do this again in the future because it's always um wonderful knowledge that um you and I can kind of share together and share it out for everyone. Of course. Yes. definitely definitely so i want to leave everybody with for one thing make sure you like share subscribe do whatever it is that you do to help get this channel out more so that people like marty can have their message reaching so much more people that that need it and the best way i want to leave you with the best way to predict the future is to create it so The question I ask you is, what are you creating? And with that, let's see.
Here we go with our not editing. There we go. 